I, again, I've had to set my own rules with it, right? I don't need to be social media famous and I don't want to be social media famous. I just want to be able to deliver the messages to where I want to and whoever sees them, if it's one or 10,000, it's fine by me. It doesn't really matter. We're about to get very real, a little silly, and you're going to freaking love it. I'm Saren, body image and self-relationship coach, lifestyle, aka everything cute and inspirational, entrepreneur, Pilates and yoga instructor, and spirituality-loving person. Let's get real. We all think the same things. We all have those crazy thoughts. The Soul Speak podcast is here so that we can allow ourselves to have those weird, awkward, unheard of conversations that no one ever talks about and prove that they are normal. Topics on judgment, comparison, inner criticism, sex, lifestyle, and spirituality all will be found right here on this podcast. Each episode, guests and I will not only bring you new ways of thinking, but also bring light into your life all together. Now let's speak soul. Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode 18 of Soul Speak, the podcast. Today, I have a special guest on the show. But first, I wanted to ask you a question that I know you can't respond to, but you'll have to just respond via email or Instagram or teleportation, teleprantation, whatever that word is. Tele... I'm not even going to try it. Um, So... I'm doing these weekly, okay? So this is a total of 18 weeks that I've been doing this podcast, which is pretty cool. But I'm going to start doing these two times a week because I would really like to bring more content. And I know from a lot of you, I've heard that you like not only the guest episodes, but you like the solo episodes a lot, the nice, short, sweet solo episodes. So what I need from you is some content suggestions. I have many things on my mind that I can always talk about. Let's be real. I can talk for hours, but I want to hear what you want to hear. So how can you do that? You can message me on Instagram. You can email me at, um, what can you email me at? Oh, just email me at thesoulspeakco at gmail.com. Again, that's thesoulspeakco, C-O, at gmail.com. And you can be anonymous. I don't care. Just let me know. Let me know. So I guess that's all I've got. Actually, I have one more thing. Leave reviews and leave stars, but more importantly, leave writing because that's what helps it boost up on iTunes. And together, we are going to accomplish the goal of getting Soul Speak the Podcast on the top 10 and the top 100 and the top of the world. We're doing this as a team, everyone. We are doing this as a team because then more people can see the podcast and that is just wonderful. But anyway, and now, enough about me. I am going to introduce our guest today, Haley Yatros. She is a very passionate keynote speaker, author, and relentless encourager, entrepreneur, and coach. So Haley is great. What she loves more than anything in the world is seeing someone experience a breakthrough, release long-term suffering, or completely see themselves and the world in a fresh new light. She is obsessed with human development, transformation, and everything that she does and teaches is with the other person's benefit in mind. She also has books out, so you can see them on her website. There are two amazing books, and she is coming out with more. 
Um, you can visit her website at Haley Yatros. So you can see her name in the show notes. Uh, com, HaleyYatros.com and see more about her. But otherwise, let's just jump into this. She was wonderful. It was a great conversation and we totally loved each other. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited to be talking. <laughs> I love podcasts. Yes, and I'm really excited because I think that we have a lot of interests in common. So I'm excited to hear more about what you do and about um, just a little bit about you. I know we kind of talked at AFLV um, a couple months ago. So I heard a little bit about you. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. It's all ringing the bell. I apologize. Oh no, it's totally fine. (laughs) Yeah. Do you remember that actually though? When, uh, Yes. And I, AFLV, I met like, and I, I met like, you know, so many people and was like trying to be really present with each individual um, but your face, like I remember faces, you know, <laughs> my face. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Here I am. <laughs> yeah. We talked like really briefly, but I just kind of knew like when you told me what you speak about and what you share, mm-hmm. um, I was like, oh my gosh, I want to know more because I just, you know, it, I think we have a lot of similar interests. So why don't you first start by saying, you know, a little bit about yourself and what you do. Mm, I loathe this question. You loathe it. Well, you <laughs> no, know, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> where to start, right? Like, it's like, I feel like I am constantly changing and evolving and expanding. And it's like, when I do these interviews or when I write a blog or when I speak, it's like, I constantly feel like I'm always changing like my bio and what it is I do because I'm, yeah. we're always changing so quick, you know? You are not alone on that. I can <laughs> a thousand percent I agree. Yeah, I can't. I, I just can't. But I don't, I just, <laughs> I always say like, this is who I am today, right? Like this is who I am in this moment. This is who I am at this current place in time, but I have no idea, you know, what I will be tomorrow or next week or a year from now. But, um, you know, I, what I always like lead off with or start with is that my life has always been about people. Like I have just been so in love with people and the human consciousness and how, like why we do what we do, how we can always evolve and expand and grow and love and learn and lead and just do all of these amazing things in our life. Um, and I started very, very young in the business of people and Um, and as I grew older, I started to realize that like I had put myself, you know, on the back burner for so long, but after I started developing that relationship with myself and really tuning in and turning on to my inner truth and my inner power, I was able to help people in a whole different way, in a way that was way more impactful and inspiring. And so uh, a little bit of everything. I mean, and it's hard for me to put myself like in a box or in a category. And so I just say my business is people like in any way that I can offer help, support, coaching, inspiration, wisdom, in whatever way that that comes, um, through me or how I deliver it, the modality changes. But what I know for sure is my business is people and Mm -hmm helping in any way possible that I can. Mm. <laughs> Very well said. I love it. So what got you into that? What, what led you to that when you, you said you started young? So what kind of led you to all that and opened that gateway for you? Yeah, what a great question. Um, 
you know, it actually had to do with like my crappy childhood. Um, (laughs) It all start with that. (laughs) It always always does. Like, you know, and obviously there are, are, there are always things, good things that have happened, but there are like traumatic things that also happen that really shape us. And so um, it had to do a lot with that. You know, I wasn't um, raised with my real dad. I was raised with a stepdad and you know, there was a lot of um, abuse growing up and um, lack of, you know, emotional support for my mom because she was suffering in her own way. And so it was just, it was very messy because I had all this inside of me, you know, all of this like anger and rage, but also this like love at the same time for life. And I didn't know what to do with the two. And all I knew is that I had to get out of the house first and I had to like create um, almost like an escape plan or just a survival plan for me. And so I moved out of my house when I was 17 years old um, and really never went back and just have been like working and supporting myself um, and trying to find my way in, <laughs> in the midst of chaos. But it really stemmed from that because I was forced to look at my own suffering and forced to look at like my own heartbreak and my own pain and um, figure it out for myself and with the help of mentors along the way. Um, But inevitably I was thirsty for anything that would make me feel good or feel better or have any type of role model of what like my, a different version of my life could be. Like I was just reading every single self-help book. I was taking every single course. I was taking, I was doing absolutely everything that I could possibly do to make myself feel better um, in some way. And it eventually led me to taking the Dale Carnegie training course. Um, And that's really where I was like, what? There's an actual self-development field that people work in and people change lives. Like this was like revolutionary for me. And so I dove in like head deep both feet in and I just committed and I fell so in love with the industry and um, I got so much training and coaching done there. Like it was amazing. I was coaching people at like 19 years old who were triple my age. Um, And it was like, I had discovered a whole new world, a world where there is goodness, a girl, a world where people do see potential in you and, and want you to change. And I think that the way that people took me under their wing and helped me transform is exactly what I wanted to be for other people. And it was exactly what I wanted to dedicate my life to. And so essentially I've been doing that since I was 18 and it's been messy and unorganized and guessing and throwing things at the wall and failing. And it's been, but it's like an adventure that I wouldn't trade anything for. Mm. <laughs> I'm only laughing because it just honestly that almost brings tears to my eyes because it makes me so happy to hear. I mean, I just I love that. I love that and I so understand that too because it's when you when you see that in your own life and you when you have that in your own life and then when you just feel that passion for you know, that passion and that inspiration and that love and that just deep, like, no, there's no word for it, really just a deep connection to something. And then you know that that is going to be your life and going to be what you're doing. And you don't necessarily know how it's going to play out, (laughs) which is why you can't define what you do most of the time. But just having that like 
deep connection to something. It's so special and it's so, it's unique because a lot of people don't even know what that thing is. And that's, I think, part of the reason as to why it's so motivating to help inspire people to find that thing for themselves. (laughs) I love that. Yeah, absolutely. And it's like, I, and I think it would be a good place for people to start, like if they are doing that is to, you know, kind of examine like what breaks their heart, like what breaks their heart, but then what also at the, at the same side of that, what also do they love more than anything? And where basically where's their heart leading them, you know, because it's not going to be ever clearly defined. And like, you're always going to feel so like confused or that you're moving in the wrong direction. And, you know, I ask for a sign every single day that I'm on the right path and you just, there is so much uncertainty that comes with it, but you have to let go of the uncertainty and like needing it to look a certain way or needing it to be perfect or needing it to hit you like a lightning bolt because it really wasn't like that for me. It was a series of situations and experiences that eventually led me to, to fall really deep in love with this, um, not only this industry, but with um, making a difference in the world and in my life and in other people. Um, but I think you really need to fall in love with yourself and you need to fall in love with your heart and what, and really like inquire and ask those questions and then don't expect an immediate answer. Let it germinate, let it marinate, let yourself float to it kind of. <laughs> yeah. Um, this, I should send you the link to it, but I was listening to one of like Oprah's podcasts. I forgot what they're called, the Super Soul Session or something like that. She has her podcast. So she had Elizabeth Gilbert on it, which you know who Elizabeth Gilbert is. I love her. (laughs) Yeah, so she had her on there and she was talking about basically how she used to give her speeches about, you know, just find what inspires you and follow what you love. And like one day this lady left a review or left a comment on her Facebook page saying that like, I just left your speech and I felt like shit after I felt terrible about myself because I don't know. I mean, I just enjoy doing what I'm doing and I don't have anything that lights me up. People always tell me like, just follow what lights me up and what you love. And I just don't know what that is. And I felt terrible. So I, to be honest, I can't remember exactly what the rest of her speech said or what Elizabeth was saying in her speech, but she was kind of, uh, what was she saying? (laughs) I wish I remembered, but it was a really good point because it's all your curiosity instead of passion. Yes, 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 yes. Did you listen to it then? Oh yeah. 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 (laughs) Yes. And I like that because of that term of like passion it's I mean I like you said a lot of it has to do with how well you know yourself and how well you really like yourself but you don't figure that out until you just keep looking at those little curious nuggets of gold along the way exactly and allow yourself to play is a big thing and here's the thing it's not one thing it's not one thing that people are looking for. It doesn't have to be one thing. It could be multiple things. It could be the beautiful tree outside of your window that you gaze upon and you start to feel joy. It's not something that has to be this grandiose thing. It can be so simple. You know, like 
or, or the effect that you have on people or how you make other people feel or, I mean, little things like that. And I think if people just start where they are and follow like the little breadcrumbs along the way, then, you know, my, one of my coaches always used to say, we're climbing a mountain that has no top. It is a constant evolution. There's nowhere to get. And as soon as you think that you've arrived anywhere, watch out because life is going to send you a curveball or going to send you something else that absolutely reminds you that you don't know a damn thing. And so the thing about it is you can't put that pressure on yourself of finding this one thing because it's a series of things and it's a series of situations and experiences, but it's how you bring yourself to those instead of what you do. I mean, I can't stress it enough that it's who you are, not what you do. That makes the difference. It's who you are. And that is like the core central message of my work that I do and try to implore in people is focus on who you want to be, not what you want to do, because the what will follow later. We, but we have it backwards because we go to school, then we go to, then we go to college and we think, okay, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? What industry do I want to be in? What's my passion? What's my purpose? What, what, what? And I say, forget about all of that. Just completely disregard the what and ask yourself, who do you want to be? And that takes self-awareness. It takes presence. It takes awareness. It takes slowing down and not following anybody else's rules besides your own. Yes, I completely agree. And also with knowing, you know, that there is not just one thing and that not everything has to be a thing, (laughs) you know, like if you are a person who, I mean, I'm just thinking about myself here. Like I, I I could love, you know, granola and then be like, and I'm only saying this because I literally had this thought the other day. I'm like, I tried someone's granola that they made. It was like a really local company. And I'm like, you know what? I make way better granola than this. That's all natural, no sugar. I should just make that and sell it. You know, it's like not everything has to be a business or a thing. And so how do you kind of find that for yourself? Because it sounds like you're very creative as well. And you have all these different passions and loves. And so how do you find that focus in your life? Girl, you are preaching to the choir. (laughs) I have like five different books that I have started to write on my desktop that have like not even made it. But you have written two and that is amazing. That is amazing. Thank you. Yeah, I know. I'm finished them. Yeah, no, exactly. Yeah. And I try to remember that. Right. But, oh, absolutely. I mean, I was like, the other day, like every time my girlfriend and I like talk, my best friend, Sasha, you know, we'll be like, oh, we should do this workshop and we should host this. And I was like, wouldn't it be great if, and, oh, and <laughs> I know. Exactly. And then, now, and then I'm like, oh, I think I'm just going to do this. And, um, I would love to, like, it literally has spread from, cause I, I love to sing. And so I was like, oh, I could totally like make an EP and, you know, I'm just sing or, or I'm like, or I could, you know, make my own t-shirt line. I would love to make my own inspirational t-shirt quote oh, line. Oh God. I want, yes. <laughs> I want to do like, I want to do that and I want to do everything and I want to, and I want to create online courses and I, yeah. I already have created one, but you know, and I want to, 
oh, I want to do so many things. And what do you think? Like for me, I feel like it comes from a definitely a fear of missing out and a fear of not, not completing it all, (laughs) not, not ever being able to fulfill everything that I have the, um, potential to a feel. I'm, I'm afraid of wasting my own potential because I know I have so much. So how do you feel about that for you? Yes, that is very, very common for me as well. I, um, all the time I'm, I struggle with like, I don't ever want this talent to go to waste, you know? And like my deepest fear is dying before I actually do, you know, everything that I want to do. Um, but you know, we don't want to die getting there either, like with stress and stuff like that. So, um, you know, and plus a creative brain tends to be very, um, you know, what the world calls ADHD, but it's just a bunch of ideas, like beautiful ideas that are floating around and floating around. And I think a person has to get really still and get really quiet and put everything out on one piece of paper that they maybe feel inspired to do or passionate of and just start the process of elimination, right? Like what is uh, realistic in my life at this current moment? Because a lot of creatives are very futuristic too, which can get us into trouble because we have these grandiose visions for our life of what we want to accomplish and what we want to achieve. And yet we have a million ideas on how we feel like we can get there. And what we just need to do is process of elimination and be very realistic about like, what do I want to do right now in this present moment, in this time, what do I feel the most called to or the most love for? What excites me the most? What project excites me the most? Um, it was also Elizabeth Gilbert who calls it the shit sandwich. You know, she's I- I'm dying right now. I always give people that example. I know. Oh, I love it. Oh my gosh. That's so funny. We're so connected. (laughs) But also then you probably know the example of how ideas float around. And then if you don't utilize it, someone else is going to utilize that idea. Oh yeah, totally. I can (laughs) shit because I, I love it so much. Well, for those of us who don't know the shit sandwich, why don't you go ahead and say it? Yeah. So basically the shit sandwich, her bottom line question with that, and I'm totally paraphrasing. So if Elizabeth Gilbert ever hears this, I apologize. (laughs) Well, I hope she does. (laughs) But essentially the bottom line for that, what I got out of it is that she's basically asking you, or she had a mentor of hers ask you or anybody else, what would you be willing to give up in order to create this thing? Like, what is the shit that you have to go through in order to create the thing that you love so much? Because it involves sacrifice. For example, she talks about serving French fries and going home and working on her novel day in and day out. Um, She talks about giving up magazines and TV. So that's her shit sandwich is she is sacrificing all these things that she wants to do in the immediate future for instant gratification in in order to do the thing that she says she wants to be more than anything, which is a writer. And so for anybody, you know, listening and maybe they're building their own business or maybe they're trying to start a side hustle, but they still have a side job and they're super ashamed about it. Like, don't be because that's your shit. That's your pile of shit, you know? And she also talks about or I would like to add like criticism, right? Like criticism might be your shit sandwich or not getting any family approval um, with your idea. It makes no sense whatsoever. That's the shit sandwich. And, you know, for me, I've always, like, I've always had side jobs and side hustles because 
um, I knew very early on that the corporate world was not for me because it really restricted my time. And what I valued more than anything was freedom because I want to be able to be home and at my computer or wherever I am. And once that inspiration or that idea hits me, I want to be able to like go right away and work on it. Um, and so I really value my freedom. So like I'm totally someone that has had multiple jobs on the side because I have made a contract and a promise to myself that the speaking engagements that I do do, the life coaching clients that I do have, the books that I am writing are worth it. Um, towards any other stuff that's going on in my life that's shit, that's garbage, that I don't like, that I don't enjoy. It's worth it for me. Yeah, that's such a great reminder too. And I um, feel the same way. Oh, I have had every <laughs> job under the, under the sun. Like I, I mean, I'm even in that situation now and like we can talk about that at a different time, but it's just, it's, it's, it's such a good reminder too. And like the fact, even you saying it to me right now, it's an amazing reminder because I, um, actually last night, so I, I feel like I brought this up to you when we were talking, we literally talked for like two minutes, but the course in miracles, I think that you said that you, you've, you've gone through that before, right? Yeah. Reddit. Yeah. Yeah. Reddit. So I, last night, I've just had like a lot of stuff happening to me or in my life where it's almost like, okay, anything else can happen. Honestly, I just have so much faith that I know, you know, I'm not, I don't have that worry that I used to have, but sometimes it's just like, I need to empty out my soul. Like, I don't even know, like I need to just do nothing. And I just get, just empty out my soul. So I just literally went to bed last night and I was like, you know what? I haven't read this in a while, but I need to open up that book. I need to open the course. And I just opened it to a page and like asked, like, just give me what I need right now, please. Mm -hmm. And the page I opened it to was um, basically, I can't remember the complete title, but it was coming into a place of no need, coming into the place of no need. And it's funny because uh, someone that I work with, she actually said that to me um, through a session, she said something about like just coming from places of no need. And that has kind of just been what I have been coming home to within myself. And it was, it was like such a beautiful thing to read yesterday because basically what it was saying was, um, when you have all these like creative ideas or all these worries or all these stresses or whatever, you just come back to this place of almost forgetting your body and forgetting the past and forgetting the future and just coming to that space without your body that is not anything else. And I've, I know I've read that before, but for some reason yesterday reading it really, I could feel that feeling and I could also feel how uncomfortable it is to allow myself to go into that feeling because um, I'm curious, you know, I can guess that you work with meditation and stuff on your own, but, um, how do you feel about allowing yourself to, you know, stay in that, that feeling that can blossom into even more, almost like manifesting things, almost like thinking, you know what I mean? Like allowing yourself just to be in that stillness. <laughs> yeah, you know, my, uh, 
my number one thing that I always, always return to when it comes to that or just this idea is, you know, we are all going to die. Like we are mortal beings um, that have an infinite soul, but we are on this, in this physical world as a human being, and we will one day die. And not a single one of us know when. Um, you know, I, I know a friend who just recently lost her uncle who's completely healthy at 40. Um, I went to school with these two beautiful uh, women that were driving, you know, down, down the highway to go and have a day at the park and both died in a car accident on the way. And as morbid as we think death is, it's actually my greatest teacher because because it really, really allows me to open up to that place of no need because I were to, I always remind myself, if I were to die tomorrow, like, would I be enjoying this moment? Absolutely. Would I be marveling at everything that's around me right now? Absolutely. I would be appreciating the grass, even this poopy weather that we've been having in Michigan right now. Like I'm even trying really hard to see it from that way. Or if I'm in a situation to be fully there because I truly don't know when my last breath will be. And so for many people, death is scary or something that they fear. But for me, death is a constant reminder for me to appreciate every single thing that I'm looking at, every single thing that I'm doing, and to enjoy this precious life because we are not going to be here long. We think that we are, but we're not. And it's not like a, a sadness about death. It's, a, it's an awareness about death that we have this life, but death is absolutely inevitable. I mean, it's not anything to be feared because it's just inevitable. We all know it's going to happen to us and around the people for us. And so accepting that has been revolutionary for me. And also reminding myself every single day that as soon as I open my eyes, that is literally evidence enough that I should be grateful and happy today, that I should laugh, that I should be lighthearted, that I should be like childlike, and I should enjoy this human body that I have on this physical time because I have no idea if I'm going to wake up tomorrow. And so I've really started to put this in practice even the last like couple months of my life. And I have never been as less stressed or less anxious or worried than ever. (laughs) So how have you put that into practice? So, well, for the first thing is, you know, when I wake up, you know, opening my eyes, um, instead of jumping out of bed or definitely not looking at my phone, um, I'll just lay there and I get a slow start to the day. So I'll lay there and I'll just sit there in my bed and I'll get really present and self-aware. So I'll feel the weight of my body against the bed. Um, Usually I have my doggy with me. So she's laying with me, Grace. And so, you know, I will just say like, thank, like as cheesy as it sounds, I'll just be like, thank you so much. Thank you so much. I'm so grateful to be alive. And I start talking to myself out loud. I'm so grateful to be alive today. I am so happy. Thank you for another day on this earth. And there's this um, quote that I have gotten from the game of life and how to play it by Florence Shin. And she says, thy will be done this day. Today is a day of completion. I give thanks for this perfect day. 
miracles shall follow miracle and wonders shall never cease. And so I just say that to myself. Like Can every- stop by again? It's from, okay, the game yeah. of- no, I know. Have you ever read that book? Uh, no, but I've heard about it. Yeah, you gotta read it. It's so good. I love it. It's super, it's it's a classic, so it's definitely older. It's so short and small, but- No, I, I think I own it. <laughs> I actually think I own it. That's how I've heard about it. <laughs> Honestly, I, if you were to like shadow me or like watch me in the morning, like I look like a total freak. Like I just look like <laughs> funny person. Cause, and then I wake up and I just like have been slowly getting out of bed and, you know, I'll just, just appreciating the little things, like feeling my feet on the ground and feeding my dog and like, like laying my head against her because pets are very grounding. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and just like looking outside and smiling, like I just look like the cheesiest person, but it's true. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, I, you know, I'll, I'll go do a workout class or I'll do some like sun salutations or yoga or whatever. But, and Sarah, I have not always done this for myself. This has been something that I have like just adopted in the last year because I have, I have for the majority of my life been all about working and surviving due to past trauma and just habits that I set up for myself for survival. All I have ever like would do is work, 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 work. And I always would say to myself, I don't have time for that. I don't have time for that. I don't have time to lay out my yoga mat and do that. I don't have time for work. I don't have time for that shit. <laughs> like, that's what I would always say to myself. And so this is definitely a new thing for me. Um, and it's been completely life-changing. And I feel like I even have more to give than when I worked way more. Hmm. I think that's beautiful that you're seeing it play out like that because, you know, I've listened to so many podcasts and things where people say that. Um, but it's really beautiful to see in your own life and kind of just not even by you doing it like, oh, step one, I need to do this. And then that will happen. Oh, but you and just kind of I- started practicing it and it's actually like unraveling for you. Exactly. And that's what I would always do. Cause like you can get a self-development hangover. Like you can get. So- oh yeah. That's why I read eat, pray, love, because honestly that wasn't really a self-development book. That was like, have you read that book? Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh. I really liked it because it was almost kind of like a break from, you know, I don't like, I can't listen to all of that all the time. <laughs> I no, I can't either. And, um, this that's important for people to know too, that you don't yeah. need to. Exactly. And when you tell you, yeah, I have to yeah. say like, as a caveat to everything I just said, like your listeners or whoever is listening, they will find their rhythm, their own rhythm in their own way at their own time. Because I can't tell you how many books I've read that have said, you know, have given me the exact thing that I just told you with like steps, like a gratitude practice and, and meditation and this and this and this. And I, and honestly, after like the 30th book I read and I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it actually deterred me from it. And so I had to evolve into this in my own way and be patient with yourself. Like be so gentle and so patient with yourself because I've, had to learn that. And I used to like whip myself like a horse and just be like, why aren't you doing this? And you know this and you know that blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. And you know, my meditation looks very different than what you read in books or than what, what people will tell you, you know? So you have to find your own groove, your own way. And I've always been a type of person where like, I don't like being told what to do. <laughs> so if somebody tells me to do something, I'm just kind of like a little resistant. So, but put your own flavor on it. And like, by no means does anyone have to do anything or does it have to look a certain way? I don't believe in that at all. 
Yeah, there's no, there's no right or wrong. And something I always like to remind myself and other people is just that there is no one on this planet that is a God. All right. No one is a God and no one is greater than God. Nothing is greater than God. Like there is no God on this planet. When it comes down to it, we're all humans and like Gandhi, even Oprah, like everyone was born with this human body and this consciousness and we are all humans. So like we have to, we're here in order to kind of help each other and help grow each other. We all have these different knowledges and skills and trades, but when it comes down to it, like you have to listen, you know, listen to your own (laughs) guidance and your own intuition. And there's not like what one person is doing is not the right way or the wrong way because there is no right or wrong. No one actually knows what is right or wrong because they created that way for themselves and they don't like, there is no right or wrong. Amen. Amen. There is no right or wrong. I absolutely believe that. And I think where people get so stuck is because they see people doing things one way and then automatically get really hard on themselves because they're not doing it that way or it doesn't look like that in their life or you know, we compare ourselves to people all the time and it's just crazy because we all are our own unique human beings and individuals and what's true for you might not be true for me. What's true for somebody else might not be true, but I think there's an element of self-trust, like trusting that your highest self and the God that lives within you is helping you because you're right we are human and I always tell people I didn't ask to be here I didn't ask to be born like maybe some mystical way maybe but you know so I always tell people like don't you think we have help here yes we do and we should rely on other people for help and and but at the end of the day it's you 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 came into this world alone you're gonna leave this world alone and I do believe that people can find full and whole fulfillment true fulfillment by examining everything inside of them, but then trusting that that is okay, that that is okay, that you are okay. The way that you want to do something is okay. Yeah. And that's unconditional love. That is absolutely unconditional love. That is love without any conditions where you give people the freedom to do, be, and say, and have whatever it is that they feel, but also giving yourself permission to do the same. Yeah. Towards yourself and knowing that, just knowing that all around. So that kind of makes me, so you mentioned comparison. So what you're doing, the industry that you're in and the industry I'm in, I mean, we're in the same industry basically, but like what you're doing, how is that, how is that, you know, you've been doing this for so long and especially when you were younger and, Uh, How has that been for you comparing yourself to everyone else? How have you grown through that? And where are you at with it now? Great questions. I mean, Um, hey, let's be real. I'm only asking these because I feel exactly the same. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. I have struggled so much in my journey. Mostly as a motivational speaker or a Mm -hmm. keynote speaker um, because in that industry, there are so many set rules and so many egos. And, um, I never, ever fit into one box. I've never fit into one category. I was never a leadership speaker or a relationship speaker. I was never, um, 
I never knew what my main message was. I never knew like what my market was. So my growth in my business has been very, very slow, but also very, very organic. I don't like pay for marketing. I'm, I just do the work I do in a lot of my bookings is word of mouth or referral base. And it's been a very slow, but beautiful progression because it's been hard for me to kind of find my groove in this industry. And absolutely I would attend conferences or speaking gigs and go, Oh, should I add that in my talk? Should I be like really loud? And should I like put on a concert at my things too? And should I like play loud music? And should I, what should, should I do that? Because I think that's what people want. And, and then, you know, I think I want to reframe this question. How have you gone through the process of owning that then owning your uniqueness in that? Mm. because okay oh here's a perfect example because I know what it's like to do that shit and fail miserably and then to do what I feel so much is in my core and standing in my truth and have it work out beautifully like so I can feel the flow and if I can feel the energy of an audience and I can feel whether or not I'm flowing or whether I am just doing something because I've seen it done before or because I really want the audience to like me or because I really want to create results you have to completely let go of every of all of that when you're speaking because it's not about you it's about them and it's about what your message is it's always just about the message nothing else and so um, I gave, I did this one keynote and um, in Georgia and I will never forget, I like rehearsed it and I knew it in and out. I had this outline, I prepared, I like did it in front of my husband multiple times and I would ask for his feedback and I knew how I was going to open it and close it. And um, at the end of the day, it went like, it went well, but I... I walked away feeling like, what the hell was that? Like, I just felt very inauthentic. I was like, I don't, I don't know what the hell that was. Um, (laughs) And then, so I tried it complete opposite where my next gig, I didn't prepare at all. Um, And when I say don't prepare at all, I mean, I did not have any script. I had my opening my closing and I had the main point and what's the main one idea that I want to get across. And, uh, and this was a 12 minute speech though. So, and it was like being recorded and stuff. So I, uh, it was, it was like kind of crazy for me to do something like this. Right. But I was like, mom, I'm just going to try it. Cause that's what I feel in my heart is the right thing to do. Because then once I'm in the audience or once I'm there, I am fully there and I have to rely on the universe to give me the words. Mm-hmm. Um, but obviously I have some idea of what I'm going to say and I did it and it was like, I've never felt more in flow. I never felt more just so good about a, a speaking engagement. I don't remember exact. I don't even remember anything I said during the game. Like, and the only reason I remember is because it was recorded, but, um, and then, so, so then I started, so then I was like, all right, this is like the best way that I prepare for a gig. This is the best way that I can deliver. This is the best way for me. And it's like, goes against all the rules. It's kind of weird. Like I don't have a main opening or a main closing. I just sit down before everything and ask like, who's my audience? What do they need to hear? And I have a tentative outline. But other than that, I am completely present 
and I rely fully on the universe. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh. I, I, we are like Siamese twins connected at the (laughs) hip, I think, because I just totally, I mean, I love hearing that too, because (laughs) it's just so funny. I, I mean, I, I totally relate and it's really easy to get lost in like the shoulds and what, I mean, also be hard on yourself because then I, I'm sure you'll relate to this is where you do do things differently and you do have a million jobs or you do like, you know, you just do things differently. Even like that, you don't prepare, you don't memorize. It's easy. Like I've done this in the past and not so much now, but you're hard on yourself. You're like, well, I'm not working as hard as I could be. I'm not doing this the way I could be. I'm you're, you're hard on yourself, but really it's like we were just saying, there are no rules. So it's about owning and embracing and remembering that you are you and you have these literal, like beautiful gifts. Like that is beautiful that you can go in and do that. And that, that, I mean, there's no one way or the other. I've seen people give keynotes and they're all memorized, right? And they're exactly the same every time, but I can also see them speaking through their souls during those keynotes. And that is obviously what is the most important during a keynote or a speech is to see that authenticity. And so when you're doing it and you're speaking, just literally having it come through you. It's not even like, it's at that point, it's not your words. It's, it's coming through you. It's coming from your heart and you're able to do that. That's just, it's beautiful in a whole different way. And you should own that and you should embrace that. Yes. And that's exactly what I, like, that was the shift for me. Like to answer your question, it was like, that was the shift for me. I, the shift for me was not finding it wasn't finding how I was most effective. It was accepting the way that I was the most effective. Mm, I love it. It's just like, and I also, what I also changed too is I used to talk so fast and I used to be so loud. And I mean, I do, I get a rush of energy when I'm on there and I'm very naturally enthusiastic person, but I started to really slow down and I started to really appreciate the silence between my words. And I started to be like, you know, the stuff I talk about is super deep and I challenge people to open up spiritually during my keynotes. Like I am not a cookie cutter here. It's five steps to change your life type of speaker. No way. And I, maybe one day I'll evolve into that. Who knows? I don't know who I'm going to be in 10 years, but at least right now I've grown into that. I'm okay with my message being super deep, like talking about death and talking about, um, you know, like, gently forcing people to look at the truth of who they are instead of these like things that they need to be. And I just started walking around thinking in my head, like, I don't give a fuck. I don't give a fuck what you think about me. I don't really give like I, and in the most loving way possible, by the way, but I was just like, I can't care because if I care, if you, if I am going, if you are going to like me, then it gets in the way of me channeling. I can't channel anything to you. If I care, if you like me, I have to just be who I am and I have to allow what is ever going to come through me to come through me and then walk away. I had a mentor once tell me like, your job is to go there, to be as present as possible, to share everything you've come to share that day and then to leave it all on the stage when you come back. You can't think about anything else. And as a result, you know, I, have had so much more influence and impact on the people I speak with and, um, or in the people that I speak to just from like messages and stuff that I get afterwards. And I 100% believe it's because 
I just got out of my own way and all of like what you said, the should haves and the, should I be doing this? And is this wrong? And you know, just who cares? <laughs> like yeah. who cares about all of that? Just do you. Yeah. Um, so earlier today I was watching, um, a speech by Gabby Bernstein and this is just one that I found on YouTube one time and it's actually hilarious because I, I never do this. I never like take a picture of something and then tag them in it. But one night I was just watching this and I, I, I was crying. I was sobbing like, you need to watch this. I will send you the link to this. It's like amazing because she's so clearly just allowing these words to flow through her specifically in this one. And it's like coming so deeply from her heart, but I took a picture of it and I tagged Gabby in it and she reposted it on Instagram. (laughs) How cool is that? Like crazy. But, um, anyway, I don't know what I was even going off about that, but I'm just like feeling the exact same from what you're telling me right now. It's just, it's just so beautiful. It's just so beautiful when you own it. So I, a 3000 million percent am respecting you and loving you right now for owning this because that's a hard thing to do. It's a really, really hard thing. And that is awesome that you're doing it. And you I know, have to if, constantly remind myself too, like yeah. speaking gig, I have to remind myself like, um, like, okay. Like, especially if I, I'm going to conferences where there's other speakers on the roster. I have to really talk to myself because like, I'll, I'll say, you know, okay, Haley, this is who you are. They have different styles. They have different modalities and they are just as effective, but that doesn't make you any less. Um, it just makes you different and it makes you your own, you know, your own version of the truth. So I have to like, I definitely have to remind myself this constantly, but yeah, one day it'll be, um, and it's already starting to be second nature. Yeah. That's amazing. And it starts with, I think that's a good reminder for anything for everyone listening. It's that's the same with everything. Like you're not going to just feel or be this person or feel this way. You have to constantly remind yourself and it's going to be uncomfortable. Like even when you are doing your morning practices, I'm sure it was not like, Oh, I feel like a light fluffy bird in a musical right now, just saying how grateful I am. Like the first day that you did it, because it was probably like, what, what am I doing? Like, I just sound like a robot, but after, after time you actually start to embody it and feel it and it just becomes, but you have to keep doing it. (laughs) I have worked out now for two weeks straight and fucking hated every single like drive to the gym. I've I've hated it, (laughs) but it's like, but you have, but, but af- the feeling afterwards, right. And what I know that it's doing for my body and for my work, it's, it's, you, you know, it's, it's, there's no, there's no question. And I, and I'm one of those people too, for anyone else listening, if, if you start something and then like stop and then start again and stop, like, I am absolutely one of those people. I put things, pick things up and I put them down and, and, I um I don't like routine. I loathe routine. And so please know that if you are among us where it just looks messy, but you're trying, I think the most important thing is just to try again and just to try again, no matter how long it's been for you to, that, or for how long it's been for you that you, maybe you've been off the bandwagon or you haven't meditated or done anything that you know is good for you in a while. 
just try again, you know, and start with one day. Um, because that's absolutely what it's like for me. It's definitely a struggle on some days and, and since some days it's so easy, but yeah, absolutely. It's not like, Oh, I'm floating on a cloud <laughs> all the time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely, it's about being easy on yourself and knowing that like, you can always choose again. Nothing is permanent. It's all, you can always choose again. So I'm curious, um, bless you, or was that a cough? <laughs> You can bless me anyway. It's okay. I'll bless you. Okay, bless you for your cough. So I'm curious too, uh, can you just give a little summary of your two books? I'm curious what those are about for everyone yeah. here. So the first one is called The Millennial Makeover. I wrote it when I was 20 and I wrote it in a month and a half because I was channeling everything that I was basically learning um, with my coaching clients and with the people that I was basically helping throughout Dale Carnegie. And then as um, I, I made a hard decision to leave Carnegie, they offered me at like a salaried position and I turned it down because I wanted to do something. I felt called to do something on my own. And right after I quit, this book was written out of me because it was almost like, ah, oh, like now I'm finally free flowing and channeling. And so I wrote that and that is, a great book for the millennial generation. <clears throat> um, although a lot of adults have bought it, some reviews on Amazon are from people that are like 50 and above. So um, that would, that really made it clear for me that I was like, Oh, okay, maybe this isn't just for them, but it's like, has a little bit of everything. So it helped I wrote that book in order to break down the stereotypes of the millennial generation, because what they were saying five years ago about us was that, you know, we were lazy and entitled and um, had no work ethic. And I was like, well, these aren't the millennials I know. And so I basically wrote a book about, about how to be a leader of this generation and what are the skills and the habits that you need to adopt in order to do it. And then I sprinkled a bunch of other millennials that I know throughout the United States of their like stories and their advice and just really good hearted millennials. Um, and so that book is about that. Um, but it kind of focuses on, focuses on everything. There's about, you know, there's a chapter in there talking about the wall of a resistance, walking through the wall of resistance, overcoming fear, um, just all that kind of stuff. And it's a quick, easy, beautiful read. There's like some homework things at the end of each chapter, um, that I, that I love. And then two years later, I, was growing so fast spiritually and mentally and emotionally. And I was, I had this meditation teacher who had taught TM for over 40 years and she was a great friend and mentor to me is a great friend and mentor to me. And through, and every Saturday we would meet at the library and we would meditate and then I would write. And out of this, these writing sessions, I came my book back to the source cultivating inner peace in a technology-driven world. And that was because I had realized what a hold technology has and how much it can damage our ability to be present and peaceful and stress-free. And I realized that all of my, the, all these coaching clients that I was working with were, everyone was struggling with anxiety. Every single one was just had so much anxiety and so much fear. And I attribute a lot to that, to our tech culture and to our addiction to it, essentially. 
Um, so this book is all about, you know, coming back to the source of who you are and setting boundaries. Um, and you know, you using technology instead of technology using you. And then there's a whole chapter on letting go and there's a whole chapter on meditation. Um, per my meditation teacher, she helped me write that chapter. And so I write like how to meditate in there and, and how easy it is and, um, different forms of meditation. And then I close out the end of the chapter with a chapter on love. And, um, it's all about how to come back to love, which is essentially the source and which is essentially God. So this, that book was kind of like a graduation ceremony (laughs) of everything that I was growing into. And, you know, now three years later, I'm working on a couple, couple different pieces of writing right now, but it's like, that's different. So each book has kind of been like a season of my life and all the lessons that I have learned in that season. Mm, So yeah, but I love that to the source. I love it so much. I love that you love it still too, because it's easy to go back and be like, wow, I I didn't know this then. And I wish I put this in there. So yeah, I definitely, (laughs) but no, I mean, it's awesome because that is a part of your life. It's a part of who you were. And it's amazing to remember just those, you need those growing moments and those times and those shifts. And it's really, really cool to have that and have people learn from it. And sometimes I'm like, I don't even believe that anymore. (laughs) Like when I'm reading words, but yeah, (laughs) because people will send me pictures of my book and be like, Oh my gosh, this resonated with me so much. Or they'll, because it's the kind of book where you can open it kind of like how you did with the course of miracles and just be like, what do I need to hear? And there's a kind of a message on every page. So it definitely helps me sometimes. Like sometimes I'll read my own writing for inspiration, which is really, really Mm -hmm. great. Yeah. 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 Now I'm going to have to get those because I really, (laughs) they sound really interesting to me. Also, um, with technology. So how have you seen kind of technology in your life? How do you let that not play a big role in your own life? To be completely honest with you, like, <clears throat> I have a love-hate relationship with social media. Um, mm-hmm. Like, I do. I always thought it was the, a big burden in my business because, you you know, you know, there's so many different platforms. And I'm like, oh, I should be posting every single day. And then I'm like, oh, like, this is annoying. Um, but then, like, I started, I created a life coaching course and put it on Udemy, you know, and now it's in like seven different countries. And I'm like, that's amazing. So then I, now I love technology and, and the people that I've been able to connect with it. It's been a real blessing, but I, again, I've had to set my own rules with it. Right. I don't need to be social media famous and I don't want to be social media famous. I, just want to be able to deliver the messages to where I want to and whoever sees them, if it's one or 10,000, it's fine by me. It doesn't really matter. Um, but it's been a struggle trying to keep up with like a set schedule with social media and like just technology. And I found that it was taking so much of my time out of the present moment because it was like, I was just, my head was always down, like looking at my phone or at my computer screen. And I wanted to be alert and awake to my life. And so I just was like, yeah, okay, this is not going to have a hold on me as much. And, and then like, I, 
deactivated my Instagram account for just some time and then it locked me out. So I had to completely restart again. So I, I like lost all of my like people and I was like, Oh my God, I have to start again on Instagram. But I have a nice like Facebook community and, um, YouTube community or, you know, working on building that. So I don't know. It's just been, it's been a weird thing for me because because I like the eyes of people. I like to be with people. I like to socialize with people in person. And, um, but then if I post something and people are like, oh my gosh, I needed to hear that, that kind of also gives me like motivation again to continue to post. Um, But that's kind of how I've navigated it. It's very up and down, but again, like setting my own rules and um, being okay with if I, if I just feel tired of, you know, or <laughs> not wanting to do it, you know, cause I also manage my website. And so it's, it's just a lot. Um, and I have like two people that sometimes help me with uh, my business and stuff like that, but it's not at that stage yet where I can just be like, I'm going to hire a team of people. I'm pretty sure that will evolve the same way that my business has. So, yeah. I mean, I think it's just, it's just a thing like, you know, it's there and it's, it's there and we use it and it's, it's a struggle and it's, but it's also being aware to the fact that it is a struggle and aware of how much you are letting it suck you in and just aware of it. And I think a big thing too is remembering when you are being yourself with it, because it's easy to like get sucked into it and start posting these things or start putting these things on your website or start creating these things that you just feel like, again, you need to create because you feel like that's the right thing. But um, it's a good practice of coming back to your authenticity about, you know, coming back to what feels right. Yeah. And I'm so guilty of like mindlessly posting a quote and like maybe not even really knowing like what it's saying. And then you feel kind of stupid. You feel weird. (laughs) You know, like, so I, I follow my impulses. Like if I feel a strong impulse to share a message, I'll just, I'll just really quick go on Facebook live and be like, this is what's on my heart right now. You know, like the inspiration, inspiration's coming to me right now. It's knocking at me. So I'm going to share this with you so I can let it go. And so like, I'll do that all the time. Like, even if like after a workout class or something, like I just did that the other day and I was like sweaty and gross, but I knew I had to do it in the parking lot of the gym. Otherwise it would just be gone. And that happens to me a lot. And so I prefer to use social media that way. Like when it's truly inspired instead of structured out, I don't do well with structure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> again, you know, set that self-awareness, right? Like mm-hmm. it's all about self-awareness and really understanding the way that you work and um, not relying on other people's things. Cause I've taken so many courses and so many classes and, uh, I just had to pay attention to me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it's not selfish either. <laughs> not oh, selfish yeah. at all. No, it's necessary. <laughs> no, it's necessary. It's very necessary. So if you have anything right now that is kind of very much inspiring you or that you want to share with everyone that just, you know, is inspiring you, what would it be? And maybe it's nothing. <laughs> maybe it's about like the sandwich you had the other day and it was so good. 
Oh my gosh. No. <laughs> I did just have, oh, that reminds me of a smoothie on, on my counter that's like dripping away now. Oh my God, you haven't had it? Did you just make it before we got on the <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I, I know, that's just part of my nature. <laughs> but <laughs> I just always like open cabinets and walk away and like start doing something and then I just need to focus my mind. But um, no, like, so as I was telling you a little bit before, I'm like, so I'm creating this, like this love class, this modern day love class. And I am so obsessed with this idea right now because I've always been a firm believer that I want to be a part of the solution, not the problem. And I asked myself seriously, like last week, if I were to die tomorrow, what is the one thing that I would want to share with people? Or one thing that I feel so strongly about that I would want them to know just one thing and it was this concept of infusing love falling in love with love in every area of your life and like com coming up with simple and yet practical ways to do it and to tap and access that part of you inside of you and so I've been really flowing about that. Um, I'm calling it like love lessons. So I'm literally just going to create this curriculum. I don't even care. It's going to be like a class as if I were a teacher uh, curriculum on love. And what do I feel like I've learned about love? What have, what are the lessons for me? Cause it's, and it's, I've always shied away from it, right? Cause it's tricky. Love is so complex. It's a, it's a physical experience that we're, that we sometimes try to explain intellectually and it's different for everyone. So there's so many moving parts to it. And I in no way feel like an expert whatsoever, but I do feel called to create an atmosphere or a place where people can learn and grow in love. Um, so it's not, it's not going to be like a super structured thing. It's going to be very loose and nor am I a psychotherapist because I am not. It's not going to be problem-based. It's going to be all about like learning and growing in love. And so I feel very excited about that right now. So mm -hmm. that'll be probably be my next thing that I like launch or do. Mm, I'm so excited <laughs> about that for you. <laughs> yeah, thanks, I can keep posted on it. Oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> so, um, two more things, two more things. So one, where can everyone find you? Um, so like, I love Facebook. Uh, I, I really am still on Facebook, but it's my like business page kind of where I post regularly is Haley Jordan Yatros, which is also the name on my books, by the way, on Amazon, it's my middle name. So it's Haley Jordan, J O R D A N Yatros. Um, so Facebook or YouTube, because I post regularly on YouTube as well, just wisdom Wednesdays or encouraging words, or just whenever I um, weekly like videos on pieces of advice that people ask me or, or that I feel inspired to share. So probably those two areas. Um, but if people want to just like send me a message or whatever, by the way, you can find all of that on my website. Um, there's a link to my books on my website as well. So, um, yes. Yeah, that's where you can find me. If you just Google me, you can find find me. <laughs> okay, good. So I'll put everything in the show notes and they can just click the link. Oh, so it'll be there. And then the last question I always ask all my guests is if someone asked you how they can hear their soul speaking, what would you tell them? And you know, I will also add to that because everyone's been confused by that question, which it doesn't confuse me. But basically, if how can you hear your intuition? How can you hear your soul speak? 
Oh, I love that question. Um, well, it is the Soul Speak podcast. <laughs> I love. I loved, I also. I wanted to tell you. I love your description. I was like reading it yesterday, preparing kind of for our podcast, and I was like, "This is great. This is right up my alley. This is the kind. These are the kind of podcasts I want to speak at. Like only. But um. Well, thank you. For me, I would say listen. I would say get so quiet because here's the thing. I think intuition is always in us and I think it's always trying to communicate with us, but I think that we distract ourselves um, with a movie, even a book, even if it's educational or inspirational, we distract ourselves. So I would say first set the intention. So ask the universe or set the intention. I would like to hear my intuition. I would like to know what I'm feeling or thinking right now. What, like, what is it? And put that out there and then just find stillness, find a quiet place where no one else is around, where there is no distractions and allow yourself that space for it to surface. And with intuition, I always describe the feeling as it's a pull. Like you physically feel lighter. You feel like your chest is expanding. Like you feel there's no anxiety. There is no fear present. It is like a yes feeling almost. It's like a yes, that's it. Yes, that's it. Yes. Like <clears throat> pay attention to how your body is responding physically because intuition is an in inward thing. It's not a mental thing. It's a feeling. Um, but the only way that we're going to be able to really hear our soul speak is by being still, by allowing space for it to surface and not distracting ourselves. Yeah. Said it my very, answer. very well. <laughs> That's my answer. And then if I always say too, like, if you have to question it or like, is that really? Mm -hmm. right? Then, you know, that's also your soul speaking. <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. In your, and look for signs. Like I always ask for signs. I always ask for signs, like send me a sign. And it comes all the time. Like, even if it's subtle, like really, really small signs. I mean, just ask my friends or husband. I'm like, always like, it's a sign, it's a sign. Maybe too much, but <laughs> like, <laughs> Pay attention to the cues that the universe is leaving to you. Um, and sometimes it's through people. So, yeah, I love it. Well, thank you so much. Thank you for sharing that. And thank you so much for sharing all of this. I love what you're doing and everyone else I'm sure loves it by now. And they're probably hopefully buying your book or on your website. And if you guys are not go to Amazon or go to her website right now. <laughs> Thank you so much. I love people like you that are providing platforms for these messages to get out because I, it is so important. It's so important. And thank you. I feel so grateful that we had this conversation. These kind of things bring me life because I feel like we're, you know, you, you are changing the world by offering these platforms and mm. there can never be enough of this. So thank mm. you so much. Oh, well, thank you. Thank you for saying that. And just in time. <laughs> yes just in time and everyone thank you so much for listening i will talk to you next time and until then speak your soul we'll talk later bye